episode 37 of your favorite Thursday podcast, the No One Cares podcast to be exact. I am your host, Devin, aka Devin No One Cares on all socials as always. I'm not going to hold you on a super long intro this time around, uh, but I'll go ahead and give you a quick clip on what today is. This is Hex joined us, one of my favorite DJs, somebody who's a friend of the show who's been on the podcast in the past when this was the DNA podcast. And she just joins the show. She pulls up and we talk about a plethora of things. Um, it's kind of one of those episodes that kind of weighs the highs and lows. You know, we talk about mental health awareness month and how we deal with mental health. We can talk about the unfortunate events at the uh, STEM high school, actually out here in um, Colorado. But then we also just talk about the new music that's dropped, you know, the new Ari Lennox, the Q, and uh, a bunch more, a bunch more stuff. And, you know, we always lace it with some super dope tunes. So the music is fire as always. You should never expect less from me, but I'm not going to hold y'all with a long intro. Like I said, let's get into this episode. This is How We Feeling With Hex, episode 37. what up what up that sounds so robotic but whatever it is devin aka devin no one cares on all socials and this is episode 37 of the no one cares podcast hope everybody's doing good man i'm super like super duper close to episode 40 which is it's really cool because it's like damn i've been doing this shit for 40 episodes like that's super nuts yes that is very nuts but before we get started you know, I, I know I usually just check in on everybody. I hope everybody's doing good. I hope everybody's doing well and in good spirits, creating through all the drama or bull or whatever. You know, the sun's out, so make sure you smile once a day at least. Um, well, the sun's out for most people, not here. But when the sun <laughs> does come out, make sure you smile at least once. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it. Episode 37. Today I have a special guest who is special, really cool. The, the the big homie like a oh, real big stop. homie of mine and um but she's not new to the show she's definitely a friend of the show she's been on here before she was on the show when this was the dna podcast i can't remember what episode number it was but she was on there um and you know we, we talked about her whole career and everything that she's been doing and just we really dove into who hex is but today we have her here and we're just gonna talk about some shit and just kick it Cause we the homies, and that's what the homies we the do. Homies. And there we go. She, the one reason, really, why I have her on, um, and why I like enjoy having you on, is because you are like, how can I explain this? Like, you just like have, like, you have an opinion. Yeah. And like, that sounds super vague and like <laughs> no, basic. But, but to me, it doesn't, because I'm like, I definitely do. <laughs> yes, exactly. And like, we also like kicking about the same shit. And it's not just about music, it's about, exactly. you know, social issues or whatever. Like, right. exactly the same shit I talk about in the podcast. I was like, this yeah. is a perfect fit. Yeah. So, yes, like I said, now you know we have Hex on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me again. Very nice, happy nice. to be back. You know? Of course. I'm glad to have you back. Yes. Um, but just in case, <clears throat> excuse me, just in case um, people are not familiar or as familiar with you or we have new listeners because, you know, we kind of, you know, up the price. Yeah, it's last time you. he was on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just want to fill in everybody, you know, who is Hex, you know, those kind of things. Tell people about yourself. So I'm a DJ out here in Denver. Um, I pretty much go with open format if I'm going to describe myself as a DJ. Um, work everywhere, do all types of gigs and all that stuff um but yeah i've been doing this it's actually been three years as of 
last Friday. So um, just making my footprint in this in the city right now. You say since last Friday? Since last Friday, that was my May third year. Years. May fourth is my anniversary. May the 4th. That's yes. crazy. How did that feel? Uh, like I thought a tweet crazy, and I liked actually. it, but yeah. I was being asked, like, how does it feel to hit that milestone? I mean, it's a milestone. That's it a big is, deal. It's crazy just to like see progress and know at this point, because I remember my second year, um, I was just like, well, that's cool. But I didn't really, <laughs> I don't know. Right now I feel like I have a bigger vision and I know I can execute it and I'm just more confident in what I'm doing and just excited for the future more so whereas before on my second year anniversary I was kind of just going with it like getting gigs and taking them but not really having any kind of direction yeah and right now I'm like really excited about the direction I'm gonna go gonna go in so it's been it's been great it feels great it sounds like and what was cool about it which I didn't realize you don't really realize it until you kind of not only just set yourself into what you want to do and what you're chasing, but then mature in it. Exactly. Like that's kind of what you've done. Like you matured in, in it. Kinda. You're confident now. You know, like you know your shit. Can't nobody really tell you shit. Yeah. And you're still willing. Like you're humble enough to still be able to want to grow within Definitely. what you're doing more than you have already. So that's super dope. Definitely. Um, speaking of like growing and maturing, you're doing some adult shit going to Paris. Ah, Can we yes. talk about it a little bit? How so, was that? Paris was amazing. I would encourage everyone to, first of all, get your passport. That was the easiest process in my life. <laughs> and I know everyone like tries to make it seem like it was hard, but I got it in two days. And um, yeah, going to Paris happened just because of how cheap it was. Like It was one of those trips that I expected to be like thousands of dollars. But then I got there off like four hundred dollars round trip. So round trip. Uh huh. So Shit. I was just like, I'm, I'm just gonna go because why wouldn't I? Who do I fly with if you don't mind me asking? Um, Norwegian Airlines. Okay. Okay. I didn't even know they existed until that trip, but I've heard Norwegian <laughs> Norwegian Airlines. Cause I think they only like they mainly do a lot of overseas international yeah yeah to europe so i flew them um got there i was there for five days with my friend breeze she's shout out breeze someone who i'll have on the show eventually i haven't done yet she's dope a photographer um out here she's great and yeah we just we were pretty much uh tourists and we're wanting to soak up all this stuff that everyone always talks about doing there because it's so beautiful like it's something that I feel like everyone should probably try to experience because there's so much history. Yeah. And people are very nice. It's very impressive how many people speak English and (laughs) like you would never be able to go into a Starbucks here and have someone speak French to you because that was your first language. So like it was crazy dope to me. How did did it? And and this is because most women, my sounds robotic, most people say that like French is one of the sexiest languages. Mm -hmm. Like, when you did hear somebody talk French, did it sound like... It did. I can definitely understand why people say that just because, I don't know, you talk in a very normal tone like we are, but mm-hmm. French just has a certain sound to it, and it just... People are very nice, and like even when they're speaking English in their, with their accents, like they just have a gentle way of talking, it yeah. seems, and um, the city itself is just so beautiful. It kind of encourages a sense of romance Mm. so i think that's another reason why people say that and i remember one night we had an uber who was playing on his own accord um american r&b music and we were driving past the eiffel tower and it was all lit up and it was like the the most like sparkles yes it was the most romantic feeling ever like being in france 
next to the Eiffel Tower listening to R&B. It was literally Avant playing. I was wow. just like, this is beautiful. That's crazy. Did you give him five stars? Yeah. He was like one of the nicest ones. He, um, after we got out of the car, like stopped us and was just like, it was a pleasure for us or for me to drive you guys. No, he was Algerian, okay. um, but he spoke for, he like lived in France and he was like trying to learn English and all this stuff. And oh, everyone cool. out there that you met would be like, my English is horrible, but they were all like having a full conversation <laughs> with you. I'm like, no, your, your English You're is fine. great. Yeah. yeah. I've heard words. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and real quick, before we kind of get into a couple of topics real quick, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. because you went to Paris a couple of days or I think a couple of days, maybe a week. Yeah, it was, five it was, days. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that long um, when the cathedral was like, oh, yeah. I don't know if it was burned down. I, don't, I still don't even know how it even, how the fire even yeah. happened. But it was a pretty like crazy fire that was definitely heard around the, the world because that's so, like that place is just such a historical landmark and it just was there for so long and so how did it feel to go there and, and, and see that? Or how did it even feel before you went there to like be like, damn, we're going to go see it, but we're going to see it in a totally different, you know, It was way. very disappointing. And um, like, so we got the news of that two days, I want to say, before we left. Mm-hmm. And of course, that was on our itinerary. Like I said, we were doing all the tourist shit because it was all That's just like spectacular stuff yeah. that you see. Um, and so that was def- that was the first day we were there. That's what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn, first day? Yeah, that was our plan. So we were both really sad about it. Just like the architecture and history there. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really looking forward to seeing it. And when we got there the outside of it is not burned it's more so it was like an internal fire but they still had it all blocked off like cops and stuff were across the street we couldn't like be anywhere near it so it was something you saw from a distance um but yeah like obviously with that happening it brought up an even bigger issue socially and economically with people you know donating millions and billions of dollars to yeah it, it was crazy to see that um, I don't think it takes away from the fact that that was a historical, beautiful place at all, but I definitely, I mean, I don't even have to specify the, uh, the million other things that because that could have went towards. On. Exactly. 100%. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely shocking. Yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I was really thinking about that. Cause that's one thing to see it and be like, or, you know, it's actually one thing to not be there. Like mm-hmm. me, I've never, never been there, but I knew that cathedral thing ever existed or whatever um but then like learned how impactful or how important it was when that did happen yeah then when i saw the money get thrown i was like yo we got we got bills we got (laughs) we got things that we can definitely invest in in several places big facts that's why i was like whoa but then if you actually see it it could give you more of an appreciation to why we put money there but even then it's interesting to hear that like yeah it's important yeah it needs some money to be fixed but we got priority. Exactly. I agree. So 100% fat. That's good. I'm glad you went. I'm glad you came back safe and all that good stuff. Thank you. Um, so on this episode, um, it's going to be a little bit heavy, but I wanted to put the heavy stuff in front for people because I know my podcast is always the balance between the two. It's not like I'm have this super like, you know, heavy podcast. And then I just say, all right, see you next week. Right. I like to, you know, it's kind of like just do like real life like life isn't always happy life isn't always sad so have that balance Mm -hmm. um but i i couldn't do this episode without actually talking about like really i couldn't do this episode without mentioning this um somebody who i met uh his name is jack gardner 
um, I found out um, that last week through a friend of mine named Jordan that um, he took his own life. Um, and it, it just so, yeah. Okay, so let me just start over. Uh, yes, Jack Gardner um, took his own life on May 4th, which was literally like, I don't know what day it is, four days ago? That was Friday. Friday. Yeah. So super recent. Um, he super young like I, I i think he was like my age like we were like or younger actually i think and and i, I met him um i worked ums last year underground music showcase um i met him through jordan and me and him kicked it off like he was a cool ass dude like we were laughing he we were, that was the funny thing was like we were just like his where our sense of humor were in certain areas and we would just laugh <laughs> at the same shit off the bat yeah like he was just a super cool dude had a really bright smile like and he was just cool. We just kicked it. We worked together. We never had no, like, if he was stressed, like, he was cool. He was vocal. He was, like, cool with me a, a, enough about it to, like, talk to me about it. And he was just a cool dude to get along with, like. And um, even when all everything was over and I got to spend those couple of days with him, you know, we got to change numbers. So we had to kick it sometimes. And mm-hmm. we never we never kicked it. Um, and, we, you know, we, we, I, we talked every now and then or ran into each other every now and then. Um, you know, I wasn't, like, like his like super close friend, but I, I had met him enough and knew him enough to like kind of have that impression that he has had on um, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So to um, hear um, that he, you know, just suddenly took his life was very, I don't know, just like very off putting. It was very sad. It was a reminder um, that you have to check on your friends. Definitely. Like, like at all times. Like, and and I, it, it's not a job. Like checking on your friends shouldn't be, excuse me checking on your friends shouldn't be a job and it, it's 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 not like checking on your friends is, is, is simple like asking how are you doing are you okay yeah like, those kind of things it doesn't take a lot of work and um yeah rest you know rest in rest in peace to, to jack gardner and my condolences are out with his family um and i i mentioned this to speak on a, a an even bigger subject that is um, mental health. Mm-hmm. I did not know that May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wanted to kick it with you just about um, what is mental health to you and how do you handle mental se- mental health yourself? Like, mm-hmm. What are ways that you kind of ch- check in with your psyche and your mental health to see are you okay? Well, first off, I do want to say also rest in peace to Jack and my condolences to his family and definitely his brother David. I went to school with him, so... Definitely so sorry to hear about that. Um, But for me, mental health is, I don't know, kind of just boundaries. And when it comes to my friends, I do try to, I think it's important to check on them in a sense of making sure that, I I think it's as little as, oh, someone tells you something that they're going through. And Mm -hmm. while you're listening, you also start to relate it back to your life and it's hard for us to check ourselves as humans because I don't think we mean to do that. Yeah. And we're trying to like actually help. But I think that's important with mental health is if your friend is venting to you about something, try to like actually just listen and, mm-hmm. you know, let them vent and let them have that moment, that moment and that space to be able to do that without them feeling like, you know, they don't get to actually let it out because it became about you or about yeah. something else. Yeah. Um, Checking on your friends can be, you know, just letting them know like, yeah, we're busy or I haven't seen you in a while, but I was thinking about you and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to catch up or 
keep up with everybody's lives and stuff to and still I'm, be an adult but then, yeah, yeah it's hard for me to keep in touch i'm pretty bad at it but i do try to you know let people know that they're important or that i love them or that i care about them because you never know yeah. you really just don't know and um on on how, what about for yourself like how do you like do your own kind of mental health check for myself. That's why I brought up boundaries. I just have learned how to say no when I need to, um, when it comes to, for me, usually mental health and when it's like not spiraling, but just more so like I'm getting to a place where I feel overwhelmed mentally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's usually because I'm more introverted and I've been too extroverted and I've had too much energy around me and I just need to get back to myself. Um, so what I do is just kind of isolate, myself and not in a sense of like fuck the world but <laughs> you know just taking time to myself if that means I don't perform one day or something then that's mm -hmm. what that means if that means I can't hang tonight that's what that means yeah not like um, driving yourself into the ground to where it's almost too late to even exactly yeah. like I just have to make those boundaries for myself and I think that individually we all need to learn to do that and also do things that you enjoy um you get caught up in work and you get caught up in like your responsibilities that sometimes I think we forget to do shit that makes us happy or at least even try to find things that make us happy. Yeah. Things that we're genuinely interested in. And I think those things are like once you discover that you like them and you might be good at them, those are the type of things that fuels your confidence and your self-esteem and it gives your mental health like a, a refresher like yeah you know it's very important a reset so i think that's important too is just like staying i don't know stay in touch with yourself and make yourself happy in the sense of just honoring the things that you want to do a hundred percent i definitely agree with that because you know also at the same time like the way people deal with like their mental health or their mental issues or just mental whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. um it's all different yeah but there's also an underlying like basic foundation of the things that you should do to do it in a healthy way right you know what i mean i think for me um you know for me taking care of my mental health i'm somebody who um honest with myself enough to admit that like i can easily get sad yeah or, like get down or like beat myself up and um for me to break myself out of those things i'll ask myself because i always like i'm always working on something when i'm not working on something i feel like i'm wasting my time and that's something that i have to check in with because that's could be a mental health issue too yeah. like working yourself into the ground but i ask i start asking myself questions like for example if i'm getting sad or depressed or down i'm like why why mm -hmm. are you sad? Like, mm -hmm. what happened to you to be sad? Yeah. And why is that making you sad? Or yeah. Like, why are you, like, you know what I'm saying? Asking, because then I forced myself to either think about what's the root of it or just to think about, like, is it even rational thinking? Exactly. You is it just mean? anxiety or am I really yeah. sad? Like, do I need to maybe just step away? Do I need yeah. to maybe, like, go out? And I think that's one thing I thought was important, too, is even being here for, you know, living in this, uh, part, my first apartment by myself for, like, going on two or three months mm -hmm. i've also had those days where i'm like not sad that i'm by myself or anything like that but like just being here and being like damn i'm, I'm feeling like heavy like yeah. i need to go outside yeah or, damn, i'm feeling heavy like let's go drive to the nearest coffee shop and get a glass of coffee and work there like just get yeah. outside like it was crazy one thing i didn't know and schoolboy had mentioned this he was um saying how he didn't know that he was depressed until he started going outside because then he was like damn I'm like really happy. Yeah. So maybe I wasn't really happy when I was just cooped up. Right. And I was like, and, and then also onto friends, like 
I think with me, you know, I have definitely developed a bigger group of like genuinely rooted friends. Yeah. And even with you, like I know that I don't text you every day or yeah. like, jump in, but like if I see you on Twitter, I'll interact and see what's going on. Definitely. Or like if I'm just thinking I'll hit you with check. Hey, how you doing? Are yeah. You doing good? You no, and, and I noticed like yeah. the, the songs, if you send me just music, exactly. like, and I think that's, that says a lot for me. Like if you're, if we're talking about how to check in with your friends, mm-hmm. like kind of knowing specific people and how to stay in touch with specific people, like yeah. you hit me up and you'll send me some music. That's perfect. And exactly, I, it yeah. really means a lot. So I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what it is. And, and then also it's understanding that like, like you said, as an adult, mm-hmm. we also have our own busy lifestyles. Yeah. So like, I can't, oh, you can't always check in with everybody every day. Like, exactly. I can't always call my mom every day. Like I can't, I mean, I, I probably could if I took it like a, a big effort, but right. she understands. But like, then oh, that's towing on you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, just, you know, just, just having that clarity enough to just be like, Hey, how's that person doing? Or mm-hmm. I haven't talked to them in a while. Mm-hmm. How are they doing? So like, yeah. I, I definitely and I think important. people also like get down on themselves because they're not as present with people. Mm-hmm. And I would like to say, cause I'm one of those people, I would like to say to anyone who feels that way, um, it helps to not overextend yourself, but you know, one person a day, try to check in with one person who you think you've been distant from. Yeah. And that also starts to reset your mental health. You feel better. Cause you're actually making an effort instead of sitting there just like down on yourself because you haven't made the effort. Exactly. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent agree. And, and make sure that on that list is yourself too. Mm-hmm. Like make sure that, you know, if, if you're, if you need to check in with yourself and see how you're doing, yep. do that shit. If you're taking yourself on a fucking date, which is a real thing. It could be definitely going to a show. Like it's, it's so underrated the things that you can actually do by yourself that people have like made it seem like if you do that by yourself, you're, you're a loser. Yeah. Or you're sad. Like, yeah. Oh, we have to go save that woman over there eating dinner oh by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like, oh my God. You're a concert by yourself. We're your friends. Right. Like, right. Nah, bro. I can like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but with the sirens going by, man, I, the sirens is like, <laughs> you know, what's funny is like, you know, when you, when you like, in a certain area, you get used to the sirens. Like, you're just, yeah. like, helps you sleep at night. But then it kind of, like, when you start, you know, when you're like me and you start overthinking shit, you're like, damn, every siren is a problem. Like, <laughs> ooh. It's like, what happened now? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yep. aside from that, um, I want to get into one more piece of news um, that I feel like, like I said, we have, there's just things, yo. Like, there's shit that I feel like when I come on this podcast, of course, it's not just to entertain y'all. Really, my whole goal is just something that creatives can create too and think about and all that kind of shit. But um, there's just things that I feel like need to be talked about. And I think um, yesterday it was like breaking news. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it was yesterday, two days ago. Are you Maybe talking about yesterday. the STEM shooting? The STEM shooting yeah, that yeah. was yesterday. Yesterday. God, mm-hmm. can't even remember what day it was, how crazy this shit is. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you heard about it. I, it's just... You know, a school shooting. This was a, at a STEM. Was it a STEM high school? I think mm-hmm, it was. And um, this that that high school didn't it didn't it house K through twelve or one through twelve? I think. I, think well? I feel like it did, just because all the reports or articles I've been reading have described comments from like second graders' parents up to like high school and middle mm-hmm. school. It's mentioned like all of them. So yeah. I think it. Yeah, that so, would make sense. So um, yeah, uh, two suspects. Um, I believe. Let's see here. 18-year-old student by the name of Devin Erickson and a 16-year-old student by the name of Alex McKinney. Um, they basically went onto this campus uh, with, 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 you know, weapons, and um, they injured 
seven yeah. and killed one. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about this one that um, I don't even want to say that they that they killed this one, but like the way that this kid went out was on some adult shit. Yeah. Like a lot of adults wouldn't have even put their life on the like, man. And I know it's a crazy time to talk about it, but so um, his name is Kendrick Castillo. Um, he was three days from graduating high school. He was an award-winning, remember, awarding, award, help me y'all. Award-winning. Thank you. <laughs> Got you. He was an award-winning <laughs> member of his robotics team. Um, and he jumped out to like stop the shooters mm-hmm. from hurting his friends and classmates. And that's why he lost his life. Yeah. Um, at first I was like, damn, like, you know, you kind of feel like, damn, like, like that's such a good heart and such a big heart and spirit to just be like at that age, be like, no, like you're not going to hurt yeah, my people. But then it's like, damn, why do our kids have to even be in be that in situation? That and then also this, this is a reminder. This is a mile away from Columbine, mm-hmm. which had their, um, what was it? 20th anniversary. Yeah. On four twenty. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and that, like, we had an active shooter trying to recreate that shit yeah, at that and time. Yeah, that all happened. Like, and, like, all of it. So it's just, I mean, I don't even know, like, where your head goes. I don't know where my head goes. Because my head goes into a lot of different areas, to tell you the truth. My head at first is, like, damn. Like, how do we like how do we keep the kids safe? I just had, um, I had Devin on the podcast last week. But the week before that, I had this lady named Mars Chandler, mm-hmm. who was a future educator and an activist. And we were talking about those kind of issues yeah. and things like that. And it's like, damn, how do you protect the children? And then in my other mind, I'm like, damn, gun control. Exactly. When are we going to address it? And then I'm like, because then I also like can't turn a blind eye to all the like police brutality that's still going on. And then the Sandra Bland video just got <sighs> re-released. And yeah. I was like, damn, like. How do these kids just get out alive when they've been shooting at children? Right. And I know that's a weird place to be because you're like, don't want them dead. Is that right. what I want? But it, it's, just, it's just it's just like, how do we die at a traffic stop? But how do they live at a mass shooting? And it kind of just so points out there's so many layers to gun violence mm-hmm. because in America, especially it branches off into so many different sub issues that we have in our society um and you just mentioned a lot of them you know there's police brutality there's domestic violence there's school shootings there's just mass shootings in public places it branches out so many different areas that you are kind of forced to see it that way you're kind of forced to compare and i don't think anyone's over here like definitely kill that kid yeah like when you catch him but you a human is a human yeah it's it's it kind of points out that we're not crazy black people. We're not the things that we over explain to people. We don't need to be. It's obvious. The proof is in the pudding. You know, you can take in a kid who just shot kids unscathed, but you have to shoot someone at a traffic at a traffic light like that. You feel threatened. Yeah. So it's perfectly clear. And, um, I feel like gun violence in this country is something that <laughs> it's just so far gone and what's funny at is this it's, point. It's, it's undeniable and it has to be addressed, but we, I mean, hold on the conversation, but we have a, a government and a president who is not looking to address that. Like, no, it was crazy. I just what my dad just texted me. My brother just texted me and was like, um, well, actually let's, let's, let's take it back a little bit. I was w- with uh, my girl at one of these art walks that we have when we first, 
Friday or whatever it is. Yeah. And I remember we were walking and these people were like, oh, sign the petition to decriminalize mushrooms, right? And we're like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> I chill, like chill. Like, I'm still rubbed the wrong way about the whole weed situation. Like, <laughs> give, me some, give me some time to grieve. And um, fast forward to today, they passed it. They it's passed been it. Decriminalized. Yes. And it's like, damn, like, what, where, are, where are our priorities? And then you hear about the abortion laws that they're adjusting and tweaking and controlling yeah. women's bodies. And it's like, yeah. damn, where is our priorities? Like, yeah. we are losing kids every day. Yeah. And we're losing a lot of people every day. But yet we focus on this shit. Exactly. Like. Taking away people's rights when you could be helping people, like, literally just live. Yeah. Like, is weird. And it's not weird to me at this point in the sense of I can't believe it's happening. It's weird that like it's in plain sight at this point there's nothing we can do it feels like we have acknowledged yeah. it we have tweeted about it a million times it's gone viral a million times there's been a million mass shootings like we even had a country i don't what was it zimbabwe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they showed us how the fuck to do it even though we already knew yep and here yep. we are again so it's that's the weird part to me that we're kind of just so desensitized that we don't we don't have a choice but to just move on they don't give us any other choices yeah. you know in yeah. regard to gun violence it doesn't it doesn't stop because there's no resolution exactly and yeah it's a really weird spot um but yeah um <laughs> yeah it's just crazy it's tough it's hard to not like go because that's a rabbit hole yeah it is that's what i'm making it's layers to that a hundred percent um but let's yeah i just want to say my my condolences to everyone affected every child there every parent um especially the ones who were injured um especially too i want i want to continue to say his name i don't want to let his name die in vain Kendrick castillo yeah yes Kendrick castillo um thank you for just being a light um as i'm sure you were for being just a, a scholar and a good person and um just doing what you did you know that that kind of spirit gets recognized far beyond our earthly realms so um yeah definitely um yeah super cool um to for him just to do that and i definitely send my condolences out to him and his family um and also i just want to say before i want to get into some music but before i get into the music i also want to say um for jack gardner um i was looking at his um He's like a GoFundMe page for his memorial fund. Um, I'm showing that. Let's see. His goal was two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. He's already raised almost nineteen grand. Wow. And that's amazing. But that just shows you how many people he touched in his short lifetime. Definitely. Like so. That's that's definitely a blessing to, to see. I'm, I'm I'm glad that happened. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it to the funeral because I. I I have a hard time going. No one likes to go to funerals, but yeah. I have, I've, I've, yeah, I have a hard time going to funerals. I recently, the last funeral I went to was a lot, and um, I, I don't think I can. I don't know if I can. It never it's been gets a, easier. It's been a heavy year. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it never gets easier. I don't know if I can push myself to it. But like I said, I, I 100% my condolences every day, every night. Everybody Definitely. was affected by him, and um, you're definitely gonna be missed 100%. Oh, and it's so ugly because UMS is coming up again. They just announced the lineup. I know. And that was the first thing I was thinking about. Yeah, was like, and I didn't really know that. Um, I know Jordan knew him because the reason I got added to No Special Occasion on mm-hmm. Saturday is because Jordan couldn't make it, and I had no idea that that was why. Mm. Um, so 
it's yeah i'm sure very bittersweet for him to yeah. have to go through that so but i'm supposed to be working there this year and um you know, my goal is just to continue, you know, acting like he was there and shit that same light. Yep. And if Jordan or whoever is affected by, you know, his loss needs that reminder that he's still here in spirit or that we're still like, how can we carry on what he left? Yeah. And that's what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, but let's get into some music. I'm going to lighten this mood up because the, ne- the rest <laughs> of this show is going to be good, y'all. And I'm smiles. Niggas going to be happy out here. <laughs> um, but I'm going to get into some music. This is going to be on um, the first track you're going to hear is Kyle Lux. And it's going to be Rolling Stone. And the track following that is going to be Madison McFerrin. And it's going to be No Time to Lose. Man, I got these fucking names down. Y'all can't tell me shit. I used to stutter <laughs> on the names every single episode. Now it is rolled off the tongue. There you go. But Progress. I got to humble myself because the next name I'm going to buy shit. They're going <laughs> to call me out and they're going to try to cancel me because that's how cancel culture is. We're not having that. But let's get into the music. This is Kyle Lux, Rolling Stone. I don't know if I'm flying.
Madison McFerrin, and that was No Time to Lose. I really like her voice. It's it's very like, you said doo-woppy, and that was the mm-hmm. best way to put it. Because mm-hmm. it's very like, it's like a vibe. It's something that I feel like I can, you know, sip sophisticatedly. <laughs> it's even a word to and just chill. Um, I also saw she has like a project on her SoundCloud where people remixed her joints. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Um, but she's really good, really fire. I, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, that was Madison McFerrin, No Time to Lose. And the track before that was Kyle Lux, and that was Rolling Stone, another fucking bop you know what's crazy and this is just a tangent going into what we were talking to earlier but you know how you have the hiccup but it doesn't come out it just won't and then it just yeah, kind of sits there and you're like waiting for it gotta get some ginger ale i should 100 <laughs> but um i was saying yeah like it's crazy how much music is out there but how shitty the radio can be oh man everything about that like all the music out there but yet we playing the same shit every 30 seconds yeah no i think about it quite often (laughs) i don't i don't really i don't know i guess commercial success and stuff 
bleeds into that because people yeah, want to hear course. the same shit over and over. Yeah. And I've noticed being a DJ that people say they want to hear new music until they're hearing it and they're like, where's my song though? Like I'm really? trying to get down to my shit. It depends on where you're DJing, but for the most part, yeah, people want to hear what they usually hear and they don't realize that until they're in an environment where they're not hearing anything they've ever heard. Yeah. They're like, I can't groove to this because I'm not used to it. Or, yeah. And that's, that's what people, I think it is. People be dancing to everything too. So white I'm, people don't give a fuck. Long as they got a, <laughs> long as they got a beat. They don't give a fuck. Good, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But um, speaking of music, um, I want to touch on some new releases lately. There's been a lot of new music. I know that um, Denzel Curry just dropped the track called Ricky. That I don't know if you heard it yet. I haven't heard that. That shit's crazy dope. Let me download that now. Um, and I was telling you earlier about a track named uh, by Stormzy mm-hmm. called uh, Bossy Bob. Dossy Bob. I forgot what it's called. Bossy Bob. Bossy Bob. Yeah. Super fire. But that's not what I'm here to talk about today. We're here to talk about two um, projects that released that I was waiting for for quite some time. Um, I, th- I know that you're big fans of both of these artists as well. Yes. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, Ari Lennox, her album, Shea Butter Baby, is finally here. I was telling people before this album dropped, excuse me, that she was going to have, I mean, and, and Joe Button Podcast has been echoing it too. She's going to have one of those years like SZA did. Yeah. Where she dropped that Control album and it was just on from there out of there from there and and i'm starting to feel it yeah a lot of women are being like wow this is super good the only difference i'm seeing between her and sizza is and this is gonna sound like a mad hater but it's just the context yeah (laughs) it's ari lennox in every sense of the way in the matter however you want to put it Mm -hmm. is a very good and very authentic like almost comes natural soul singer yeah like she's very soulful r&b to like the like the pure core of you know the word and the meaning and you can just feel it in her music yeah scissors was was it was it was it was r&b ish too but it wasn't like that soul wasn't right it was resonated. that's literally the difference the soul yeah. aspect i can agree 100 percent. exactly and um and, and and that's like i said it's no knock to scissors but um what do you think about the album let's just go and get into it what do so you think about i listened to it twice i think and I think it's great, especially like I think I'm getting used to I think a lot of artists are starting to put the songs that they think are almost like not the best or not their favorites at the beginning Mm -hmm. and then gradually getting you into the good shit. And I say that because I feel like a lot of the artists or albums I've listened to lately I always listen to albums in order the first couple times I listen. Same. And I literally notice that it gets better. As it gets As it, the end. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like they do that shit on purpose. I will say that this progressed beautifully. I was like, first couple. No, actually, BMO was dope. That's my <laughs> shit. That's my shit. Um, but, you know, it for me, just kept getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the album, I just press play again. Just let yeah. that shit run through again. Mm-hmm. And... Um, BMO is my shit. Um, anything with Jid is going to be dope. Yeah. Jid, don't, yeah. <laughs> Just a side note. Um, Shea Butter Baby, of course, is lit. Um, I think I liked I've Been. I've Been is, that's my jam mm-hmm. too. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. I think she deserves all the hype and all the attention that she's getting off that album. 100%. I think she worked for it, for sure. 100%. And I, 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 I feel the same way but the only thing different is that i feel like this album is actually like solid the whole way through and um this is what i like about it the most mm-hmm. i've been a fan of ari Lennox for a while 
as the person and as the artist. Yeah. And um, though she never acknowledges me on um, Instagram. <laughs> different story. Um, but what I like about her the most is she's so authentic and human and unapolog- unapologetically herself. Mm-hmm. Like she is, is in tune with the people, but she's not like, it's not her, like a persona or being fake. She's right. just a real ass nigga all the time. Right. And then like, sometimes she's sad, sometimes she's happy, sometimes she's insecure, sometimes she's super confident. And you see that every day and she's yeah. not afraid to show that. And, um, that this album is is that mm-hmm. like it's a personification of, of of who she is and I, I know that she said it's kind of like her final goodbyes to a lot of things that she was letting go yeah um but i don't there's not a song on here that i don't like and i've definitely been on my r&b tip lately and i've definitely been learning to as a as, as a man grow more into like the vibe of women's like music you yeah know? sometimes it used to be like oh i can't relate to that shit exactly. i can't listen to it but now it's like no i totally feel it like like yeah. there's no like you know what I'm saying you that's just, why R&B is beautiful in soul yes. music because it doesn't have to I can definitely understand where men are coming from when they don't want to listen to like a Cardi B album all the way through because mm-hmm. it low-key is something you can't really relate to sometimes when just the content itself but like with soul R&B if like you what, aren't yeah. tapped in if you can't listen to it then you know and what's crazy with, with soul and R&B is like you you how can I explain this? And okay, this is the way I'll put it. And this is just for me. This is not speaking on behalf of like all fucking men. But for example, Meg the Stallion. Oh yeah. Fucking fire MC. Mm-hmm. Super dope. I'm super proud of her because she's from Houston. So she hold as long as you holding it down for the hometown, home state, everything's yeah. great. And um but there's that there's there's time where I can't relate to her lyrics. But yeah. I've also gotten into a a, a maturity in, in listening to music that it's not always about listening to the music. It's about feeling the energy or like what I that agree. music is trying to convey. The art of and it. like, for example, I've always been a fan of Meg Thee Stallion, the person. Never really heard her music or never went out to listen to her music. But then I heard that big old freak mm-hmm. and was like, oh, this is super dope. It's nasty. Yeah. But it's super dope. Like the yeah. bop, the sample, the vibe, and, and just how she is. And I've become a really big fan. And I think that's why I like Scissors Project so much because. It was just a vibe, and there were things that I could relate to, things that I couldn't. But it was also introspective into how some women think and mm-hmm. like, honesty. And that's how I feel Ari Lennox's album. What I like the most, cause I love all the tracks you said. BMO, anything with G is gonna be crazy. Yeah. Um, I love. I think one of my favorite tracks is always Whipped Cream, cause that's just like a, <laughs> oh, like that, yeah, that's a super crazy track. New apartment, yeah, that that's was a super good, dope. Yeah, that's, I never heard something like that. I've never Me, heard somebody I rhyme about that moment in their life. Thing when yeah. I was listening to it, I was like, she's really just describing that moment for her in, in that a new life. apartment. Yeah, and, and it was perfect. And that's what I like. It's, it, it wasn't songs corny. Like, exactly. It was yeah. And it's songs like new apartment. It's songs like I've been. It's songs like static FaceTime, where it's like it's almost. Like she's painting this, and this sounds weird because, but some artists don't do this. It's like she's painting a soundtrack to her life. Definitely. Like I can hear, I can literally hear each song, probably just like, I can hear each song in a sense of her in an interview, just telling how that experience goes. But right. she just puts it like in a music form from, right. you know, Chicago Boy, like that whole being with her manager, seeing this guy going to get, you know, cough drops exactly. at CBS and yep. then seeing this guy she likes. Like, this like cool random real shit like that and like the whole time it's super authentic and like their little interludes or whatever you want to call them 
it's her mm-hmm. like that's like shit that she does on instagram live yeah where she's just talking to people and about the one her day on and new apartment was perfect she's like i need yes people. yeah like <laughs> the furniture isn't gonna fuck me it isn't gonna teach me how to dance like right. that shit was so funny but like what was funny even though it was funny because she's a naturally funny person mm-hmm. but what was funny about it was like she's being real as fuck like that's, yeah. that's also that's honestly a moment where you're just like wow everything that i have that i think is comforting me and it's making me happy yeah isn't really making me that around, fucking happy like, so i need let's people get some folks over here to enjoy it with me exactly exactly <laughs> so that, that was super Definitely. cool Dude, this album is, is is amazing it's a perfect time album 12 tracks 44 minutes well done thank you i don't expect i, I was i've been telling people me and pines talked about this one time i was telling people um dreamville is getting to that tde level with their artists yeah we've seen cause put out an amazing project an amazing follow-up project too when he finally dropped i guess his debut album or whatever you want to call it boss dropping his second album mm-hmm. amazing um i think you're gonna start seeing the other artists omen uh ron gilmore i think you're gonna start seeing them come to the light a little bit more and dropping dope shit j cole is j cole earth gang is gonna really put people on their fucking yeah. hands because they've been touring their ass off and working hard yep jid is like the kendrick of that label to a certain extent or the ab soul yeah to tde i yeah. think he's that to this label I think he's going to be a great heir to the throne or not even heir to the throne. It's a fucking great legend within his own respect and regards. hundred percent. So I, I'm super excited to see where Dreamville goes and I'm super excited to see where Ari Lennox goes and the doors that this opens for her. Agreed. Because I also think that with newfound success and talent comes newfound stress and issues. Yep. And so I just hope that she, new you know. New pressures, new exactly. levels, new devils. Exactly. 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 So, but I did say TDE, and I can't say TDE without talking about another album that has been getting mixed reviews. Um, the more I watch Schoolboy Q interviews, the more I get the logic behind this album. But I also have my own opinions from when I first heard the album to now, aside from what he said. But as always, what do you think about the album? I love it. Crash Talk, by the way. I didn't even yeah. say album. Schoolboy Q's Crash, Crash Talk. Crash Talk is dope to me. I fuck with it. Um, I already tweeted about how I do not fuck with Chopsticks. I hate that At fucking all. song. That's like, the, <laughs> and, 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 all, and, and I love Q. I yeah. love Q to death. And but, I love Travis Scott, too. But I was yeah. like, y'all niggas got me fucked up with this, this is song. The wor- that's <laughs> like, like the worst Schoolboy Q song I've ever, ever heard in my life. I was like, and I didn't really know it was them at first. The first time I heard it was before the album dropped. And I was mm-hmm. just like this is what we're doing side note new thing i've been trying to do and it's actually been paying off is not listen to singles that's you know like i heard because it's a good idea and with 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 (laughs) school book q's album that's like i was a reminder because i heard num num juice and was like oh this is about to be that shit That shit was fire because blank face to me was like one of my favorite albums from q okay even though surprisingly it didn't do as well um statistically as it may have seemed yeah um it was one of my favorite projects from him and I, that's the feeling that Num Num Juice gave me. Yeah. But then fast forward to Chopsticks, and I was like, "What's happening?" I'm not feeling too good about this mm-hmm. album, y'all. Like, yeah. And and I and I've I've been somebody who's been vocal about saying I feel like Travis Scott musically should just go away for a little bit, and that sounds super disrespectful. No, honestly, but I don't want his talent to be watered down to where we don't appreciate it. Right. I agree. And like people, especially since it's not just his sound anymore, it's becoming a sound yeah. period. Like people are mm-hmm. biting that shit hard. So exactly. I can definitely feel what you mean with that. But um, overall, Crash Talk was dope to me. I loved it. Um, I have several favorites on that album, and I don't say that often. Like that. 
I don't know. I've just been playing it. It's been in rotation since it dropped. And I have no complaints except for that one what song. What are your favorites? So my favorite favorites are... Your favorite favorites. <laughs> my favorite favorites are 5200. Yes, I love hard. Lies because I fuck with Ty Dolla Sign and YG both. And there's just hella personality on that song because Schoolboy Q and YG are both some fucking characters. Yeah. Um, Water. I like that. Water. Lil Baby is, is dope. Lil <laughs> Dangerous. Baby, if, he, if Lil Baby would make a shorter album, like his album shorter, he'd have great products. I agree because it's just like, yeah. Too much. Too much. Dangerous. Yes. That shit hits. And it's crazy because that's like the second song, maybe the third song that Cuddy has called Dangerous. And every time really? that nigga goes in. Yeah. His last album, he has a song called Dangerous for sure. Mm. There might be one before that. But um, he always murders songs called Dangerous. And that's a very, <laughs> very, very weird collab. It was. But the thing about it is, and I don't remember which song it is right off top, but there's another song on here where it sounded like Cuddy's vocals to me. Hmm. And then when I got to that song, I was like, so is it him or not? And I looked ah. and he was actually on Dangerous. But like before being that I heard him, like, and I don't think it was him, mm-hmm. but I already had the vibe of Cuddy. I know the song you're talking about too. I just can't remember Yeah, I was name. like, Cuddy should be on this shit. And then for me to hear that he was, I was like, dope. Thank you. I needed that. Thank you. I'm, I'm, this, is, this is one of the tracks where I'm glad Kid Cuddy, all due respect, didn't rap. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't need that touch on a Q. Like him and Q back to back rap wise wouldn't work because it wouldn't they're just mesh. too different and somebody would be shitty yeah. to the people. Yeah. But the way he kind of put that, the, the, the perfectly placed hums, he just, the hook, He's really good at that. He accented the song and mm-hmm. perfectly. I agree. He killed it. And um, a lot of people didn't like it at first. And I honestly didn't know why. A lot of people said, kind of like you said, they thought that this album picked up more towards the end. Yeah. And for me, I mean, it lost a little bit of like, it lost a little bit. I'm tripping. I thought it was like, her, like her <laughs> strong range. So like, it lost a little bit of like energy mm-hmm. going towards it. Cause I mean, you start off with gang gang and gang gang is like, hard hitting like yeah. smacking and then you go to tails and chopsticks chopstick is like a weird break for the whole album yeah um but then it kind of starts picking back up num num ju- well like, that was the weird thing too was that you think about gang gang tails chopsticks num num juice gang 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 and num num juice fit the same vibe, vibe i agree but like chopsticks fits more of like the drunk and lies area yeah. you know what i'm saying so i was kind of weird with the track placement for that yeah because it may have made me appreciate the album a little bit more and appreciated the break mm-hmm. a little bit more but mm-hmm. aside from that it was super dope there's not a song on here that i don't like i mean there is a song chopsticks but <laughs> yeah. other than that i like everything else i think uh, attention is super hard crash is really i think it's crash crash is really dope because he's just being vulnerable yeah i love a vulnerable cube because he's not too vulnerable he's not too vocal about we you know what's going on but when he can put that on a track i always appreciate it there's something special about floating, dangerous, and die with them the way they ride. Yeah, that's like it's almost like they're it's almost like they were made back to back to back and stitched perfectly. They're like because let's the keep way it. dangerous ends and then mm-hmm. that boom, boom, when fucking die with them comes on. Yep. Play and that, that shit ladies and gentlemen, is why it's important to listen to albums in order. <laughs> yes, exactly. If <laughs> like this shit was on real. shuffle, you yeah. probably feel mad weird. Yeah, and honestly, I can. 
I definitely agree with the different vibes Mm -hmm. take because it's true. And for me, that dev, it it just doesn't ever bother me as long as the different vibes are solid in quality. And that's how I feel like they are on this album. Like, even though it's different energies throughout it, at least he brought the quality with him. Exactly. I'll fuck with it. And a lot of people, some people, some of the complaints that I was seeing, I was watching reviews and I've been watching... I've been watching interviews and they've been changing my perspective on the album. But one thing Q said is that he realized through Blank Face because surprisingly, Blank Face did not perform as well as people make it seem yeah. it should have. Like, right. he was like, like, Blank Face actually really fucking scarred him, to tell the truth. Damn. Like, you can hear in his voice that whenever he talks about albums and why he went on a certain direction with Crash Talk, he's just like, he continues to bring up that moment with blank face like he said yeah. blank face was the first time he started going on tours and they didn't sell out other than that he had always sold out every single tour he mm-hmm. went to and so he was just like it didn't make sense because he was saying all the reviews were saying this shit was hard yeah all these reviews but he's up like, with the numbers were showing different the numbers were showing that like this is yeah. like damn near a fucking flop and i was like that's that's crazy because yeah. also streaming era shit mm-hmm. i mean that's just like it's just a really weird space to be in because i i don't go back to oxymoron yeah like at all, and I'm not. I don't maybe, and I'm not saying that it was shit. That was but probably my least favorite Q album, exactly, personally. Yeah. And like the fact that that song Studio did better than that part is fucking nuts to nuts. me. Because I nuts. hate that. I think it's so corny. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did that happen? But it's yeah, it's it's one so of those things. Weird how numbers work. But um, I think the cool thing that I liked about Crash Talk. And what makes everything makes more sense is he says that like crash talk was just him doing what he wanted to do for himself, not caring about what everybody else was doing. Yeah. Cause all, a lot of his career, he was thinking about what the people wanted him to do and he was going fucking crazy. He was going through depression and you know doing pills and trying to figure his music shit out. And he said, this album is like the crash. Yeah. You're finally like, damn, fuck all that shit. I'm at the bottom now. Right. What do I create when I've realized, you know, like, why I did everything and where I want to go for the future when I have everything figured out. Yep. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. And it, it's interesting to see how the album flows because you hear Kendrick Lamar's little skits and he's like, Crash Talk Take Two, Crash Talk Take Three. <laughs> and, you know, he had so many, he had so many, like, I guess you can say he had so many of these Crash Talks because it was called Crypt Talk at first. Okay. And he had so many of those and he just, like, kept scrapping them and scrapping them. But it was really cool to hear that he kept this one because it was the one that he showed Mac Miller before he passed. So that was really like refreshing and that made me feel better about like you can't be like, man, but it's this still shitty album. It's right. like, damn, when you do it for somebody who for was your reason. homie, who you trust exactly. their ear like that, I feel you. But that album was really good. Side note, I also think Schoolboy Q is an artist who would benefit from shorter projects. I think 14 tracks is way better than the 17 tracks that he went with on Blank Face Agreed. and the 17 he went with on Oxymoron. Yep. So I think the shorter he gets a little bit, the more we can appreciate his sound. Facts. But um, before we get into some more music, I want to talk about your expectations for a random ass announcement that I feel uncomfortable with. And I'll tell you why in a little bit. Uh oh. Tyler Creator's album uh, that's coming out May 24th. I could be wrong. Could be the 17th. You know. That's not, I mean, it's my job to check it, but fuck it, y'all <laughs> can do your Googles. Um, but it's going to be called Igor. Mm-hmm. He dropped uh, a couple like of little small trailers before, little Instagram things. And then he dropped like an artwork. One's like a pink one, and then one's like a more abstract one. Mm-hmm. I'm a bigger fan of the abstract one, but either way, Tyler doesn't fail with his creations. What are you expecting out of this new Tyler Creator album coming off 
Flower Boy, which was such a fucking amazing album. Yeah. To me. Um, I haven't really tapped into his promo for it yet mm-hmm. to really give it's much been really of fast my perspective. Paced. I will say that, like it yeah. was like, boom. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me and my fandom of Tyler, it's definitely fallen off a little bit. Mm. But it's not to say I won't listen to the album. I'll always. I think the last project I listened to of his was the Grinch Christmas shit that he did. Like that? He dropped. It was all right. I just listened to it because, like I said, I used to be like a diehard Odd Future Wolf Gang mm-hmm. person. So now, anytime he drops something, I always listen. And so that's I'll be listening. I hope it's fire. Um, so you have no expectations. I have no just expectations. Going to it, which is not a bad and way to go into it. Most of his projects I do enjoy or have enjoyed. So it's like not Fireboy? even. Flower Boy was all right to me. I think it was a different energy that I understand why people fuck with it. But mm-hmm. for me, not so much. There were a couple songs on there. His more, um, his more low-key, smoother songs on there were the ones I fucked with. I feel that. And I think that was the minority in that album. So okay. that's probably why I wasn't rocking with it as much. But um, What do you want? I and mean, this, this is not like a, like a me a picking on you. Be like, yeah. Hey, because <laughs> like, I... I did not yeah, I'm burping crazy. I did not I wasn't a big Tyler fan during the odd future days. Like I was an odd future fan. Mm-hmm. But I was more fucking with Earl. I was more fucking with Mellow Hype. I was more fucking with Damo. Yeah. Because Tyler's shit was just so far out there. I was kind of having a hard time because I was been a lyrical person. So sometimes yeah. the shit's just so far out there. I'm You're like, like, what are you saying? Yeah, like <laughs> I can't fuck with you right now. But <clears throat> the same thing with Frank Ocean, same thing with Tyler, the same thing with Earl. They all, it's almost like we grew up together. They all matured. Yeah. And so now I really appreciate their music because they put out their vulnerabilities and their growth and what they go through during that time. And I appreciate that. But some fans who were big Odd Future fans are like, I'm not used to that. And they're having a weird time adjusting. So like, how do you feel about that? Like his adjustments going towards just him kind of, you know, having a different creative direction. I like it. Like I have liked, like on Flower Boy, like I said, I like the softer songs. I like, even though it's completely different to or compared to like what he was doing when he was on odd future you know i like that growth and um i don't know it doesn't bother me that he's not rapping about the same shit it obviously wouldn't fit this climate it wouldn't make sense at all um and that's (laughs) a reason why like there's artists who i listened to back then who i don't listen to every time they drop Tyler's one of them that I do and that's because I think he'll always be evolving and he'll always come with something that like I'll take as far as like one of my favorite songs that year anytime he drops an album I always fuck with at least like three tracks on it where I'm like that's my shit yeah um so I don't have expectations just because I don't follow him the same way like I don't follow his social media and stuff and I'm not as big of a fan like personally, but mm. I still support him just as a person yeah. and a, as an artist. I think he's dope and always will be. And and I, I think I, I feel the same in the sense of you saying the expectations. I don't have any expectations because the reason why my favorite artists are my favorite artists is because every album from them is a different chapter. It's like mm-hmm. an entirely different piece. Like yeah. the reason I like Kendrick so much or the reason I have that like, fandom and, and appreciation for Kendrick is because there's nothing is the same with any of his albums. Agreed. Um, same thing with Gambino. None of his albums are the same. Tyler is at that level now. Like I think maybe Flower Boy and Wolf and Cherry Bomb. What I, and I, I, 
Cherry Bomb, I appreciate grew on me later, but I didn't appreciate it at first. Mm-hmm. But I think what I learned to appreciate with his succession of music was that nothing was the same. And it, yeah. he was always going with the different idea he had yeah. in his head instead of listening to people and being like, This is what they want. This, this is, is your sound now. Yeah. Of and, course. and and I'm learning that with Earl too. Oh yeah. Earl is like like that last album. Yeah. People will fucking throw rocks at me all day saying that shit was absolute trash. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I get it. It's a very different sound. That lo fi sound isn't for everybody. Yeah. But that album for me was definitely a lot brighter than I don't like shit, I don't go outside. But it was still dope. Like when I first heard it, I was like, I just thought let's try it was, this again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was a lot now. to digest because Earl be saying shit. And his la- the way he layered it was weird because there was not only a layer of lyrics, it was a layer of sounds that you had to put aside to like, it almost, that's almost like they're bringing to the album is that it kind of forces you to pay attention because you won't be able to hear a you lot of shit to, unless you listen. You have to pay attention. You have to kind of get used to it. It's definitely an acquired taste because it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like something that's inviting you to listen to it. Exactly. Kind of. It's not catchy. It's not, you know. It's not like straight up melodies where you're like, you know, everyone can just like straight up mm-hmm. recite it's it like right art. away. It's like a real piece of art. It's a piece of art. And I've always felt like with Earl, he's not ever really going to drop something that's not quality. I think he'll mm-hmm. always drop something that might be different, like you said. But it's never not quality. Yeah. And so I'll always respect him. He's just like too brilliant to not have some quality work, I think. Same. I agree. I <laughs> he's agree. A that poet. whole camp. Yeah, the whole camp is just yeah. too 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 create too collective too creative. Um, and same thing with Sid. Mm-hmm. Um, and the internet has a new album. No, the internet doesn't have a new album. Coming Matt out. Martians do. has a new Matt project. Ma- you heard it? I did. I'm not super into it. Okay, I haven't finished it. But yeah, it was alright. It was alright. And then I think Steve Lacey has something coming up soon. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, but like I said, I don't have any expectations for Tyler Creator, and I try not to go into any of his projects with him because that will always fuck up my lesson. Yeah. So um, I don't know what it's gonna be about. I know that. I, actually, I don't know shit. <laughs> so so I mean, I literally have no fucking clue. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, and you will best believe I will be talking about it on the podcast. Um, so yeah, but. We're going to get to some music ourselves here. I don't have my glasses on, but I can pre- I'm pretty sure I can see this name. This is going to be um, Amani. I think it's Amani because it has two eyes at the end, but I'm going to go with Amani. I feel confident. I've been killing these fucking names, so y'all can't tell me shit. <laughs> it's going to be Amani. It's going to be a track called Day and a track after that. It's actually going to be from a friend of both of ours. It's going to be from Yasi. It's going to be her latest track, Issues, which I heard just got featured on like the freshly pressed spotify list baby girl doing numbers i'm saying numbers. and this track is really cool i i had the pleasure i'm pretty yeah i've had the pleasure of listening to a lot of her new music when we did our podcast earlier back in the day when it was dna podcast and when i went to her album um her like you can say album party listening yeah. party when she performed with those and all the, the whole shit is dope and she's releasing music slowly but this track that I'm about to play called Issues was one of my favorites that she showed me. Mm-hmm. So I'm super glad it's out. I'm super glad it's one of the first ones that she dropped because it's super dope, super hard. But let's get into the music. We're going to get into Amani um, uh, first, and this is Day. Mm, wait, 
mid-year new bitch, right? They let go of all these niggas, these niggas, they can't act right, can't sit tight. Only in my 20s and I feel this midlife crisis. I degrade through the retrograde, this fifth, fifth, get me a fifth. I swallow it to the last drop. Why my shades on, popping ass like it's my last. I cannot stop, I just laugh at the ones mad while you show is ugly. Give me a yen, guess what? I'll show be taking your money. Ruler of the sun, jet loving, cast something on your black nails. Rolling marijuana, love by the masses, stake on your type. Calabasas for you, I mean, I think it's healthy to talk my shit sometimes. I mean, I know I kind of can lose my grip sometimes, but no, I stay right in a beat that won't slip. My time in just too hip inclined to show you this as in. I might need they can always teach that ass a good lesson. I'm still an angel of blessing, that's worth a little blessing. I'm repping. Black girls, that's bad bitches, will say your whole win a minute, make the ass a minute. We don't do the spirits, that's the intuition, that's the power all up in that gushy. That's that no, you know, you cannot push me, cause my energy do not come off fast pussy. I'm shook, see, not into getting getting bust, but my bad be a bow to my husk, giving lust to these risks. Might end up swiping a visa from your dad, some smooth shit, my moves be amoeba. I 
that was Yasi, and that was her latest single, Issues. Like I said, it feels so good to finally see her drop in music because it feels like it's been forever. And like, what's weird is I've, I've, I've heard these songs, so I'm like, when are they going to drop? But it, it, it's, it's a whole new thing when you hear it, you know, as a single compared to when you hear it live, but yeah. it still sounds super good. Yeah. So shout out to Yasi for drop for just, you know dropping new music, finally blessing us with new music. Definitely. And, um, yeah. So that was Yasi, and that was Issues. Um, one more thing I want to get into before we kind of get ready to hit the last round of music and wrap things up. There's there's a lot of shit I want to talk about, or I thought about what we could kind of talk about and shit like that. One thing I thought about talking about was Joe Budden mm-hmm. and and their relationship, but because um, he's newly single, but. You know, because I was thinking to myself, we had this conversation off air a little bit. You know, it's always kind of weird because you don't know what happened or why they're breaking up. There's all these rumors because you being somebody who watched Love and Hip Hop, you know how, like, the shade room, I'm burping, sound crazy. You know how the shade room was, like, all up in their business. Like, there's always, like, rumors and, like, that kind of, like, hot tea shit yeah. around them. And I, you never really pay it any mind because sometimes it's all for publicity. And those kind of publications just like to see black people fail. So, yeah. I'm not fucking with it. But, I don't know why they're single. I don't know why, you know, what happened in, in their relationship. Um, but, you know, I always kind of thought it was weird because it's also like, you know, it's such a big age group, uh, age gap. Yeah. And all those kind of things. And you're telling me from my episodes, her, what were you saying? Her biggest, her biggest issue was what? It's just like the lack of attention. Cause obviously mm-hmm. when they got together is when Joe Budden kind of rebirthed his career yeah, and just like revamped. Yeah. yeah. He like, became really popping again and mm-hmm. she was pregnant during a lot of that time and then when she wasn't pregnant he was still on the road like just he's keeping his shit popping he's yeah. working and uh yeah she had a lot of issue with the fact not that he was working but that he had a hard time making time for her and you have a newly she, that was her first child and you mm-hmm. know she is a full-figured woman so she had her insecurities about being sexy still and like being a mom now and i think all very natural emotions that women go through when you have a kid and um unfortunately like with his schedule and shit just he wasn't really catering to that yeah they had a lot of kind of her. issues that they would address but i don't know how much they're being handled mm-hmm. but um you know i i, I don't yeah but it, it what that conversation sparked because I was saying, you know, Joe Button's 38, she's 20-something, big age difference. And you're telling me how, like, on an episode, she would be like, well, if, you know, I find it somewhere else. Or I'm, you know, da, da, da. like, she's young and yeah. she's just, you know. She got that energy. Yeah, she got that energy. <laughs> Joe's like, no, yeah. like, you don't understand. I'm not even trying to have sex right now. Like, I'm trying Literally. to chill. Like, yeah. you know, different things. Yeah. But that was, like, a perfect transition to the topic of Aisha Curry's statement recently on her Red Table <laughs> Talk. Um, basically, just kind of and you can fix fix this fix this if it's wrong yeah but um basically just kind of saying she uh doesn't feel wanted by like men like she doesn't feel attractive to men outside of her marriage yeah which verbally that sounds weird so you kind of have to like at first challenge what is being said and Mm -hmm. think about it in different angles because when i first heard that shit i was like like everybody else come on come on yeah i'm like what do you mean? Like mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're literally almost in like a dream relationship situation for a lot of people. You have a great husband who's extremely loyal, who's extremely successful. Mm-hmm. You have some of the cutest kids ever. Your own show, like you're like still kind of being independent. Like what? Why are you complaining? And that was like the biggest gripe. Like, and then you know there's that toxic 
masculinity aspect where it's like, oh, she just wants to be a host. Every girl just wants to be liked <laughs> by many men. Every girl oh, wants to have options. Boy. And, yeah. And to a certain point, I can't be mad at you because I just get men sometimes, unfortunately, just think like that. Yeah. Like, they're, like there's just that one layer dimension, that one highway they're on. They're not looking at any exits. They're just like, nigga, this is the road we on. We on this road. We're, yeah. And when I first heard the comment, I was like, uh, like, why? Like, like your husband's in the fucking playoffs. He's, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of shit going on. It's making it hot. You're making it hot for, for Curry in the war. You're making it hot. Um, and it was just kind of weird that she brought up on the red table because red table is kind of known for like that, that hot tea. talk. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, damn. And then it was just weird to see the, like, it was, it's always kind of funny. I laugh at this shit and it's probably not funny. But when the girl's like, oh no, honey, no, 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 no. You're attractive. Oh no. They're always trying to like comfort each other and shit. Yeah. And it's like, so it's corny, <laughs> but it's like funny. And it's like, y'all genuinely fucking care about each other. Yeah. But, um, when she said that, um what did you think about it at first and what do you think about it now so i listened and watched it myself and i didn't think it was crazy and it's because i think i read between the lines of what she was saying like i think her giving an example like she was trying to give the example of my husband obviously has groupies because he's a famous basketball player compared to me who I'm his wife and I don't really have that public attention and because of this I feel insecure and I think that's how I took it instead of focusing on her saying I don't get male attention because I don't think that was her point at all and I don't think I think it was an example she was trying to give instead of I wish I had male attention and so that's the Mm -hmm. way I took it um and also just putting into the perspective like you have groups like music groups who go through breakups simply because there's one person getting more attention than the rest of them yeah and i'm like if they can have that feeling why couldn't she like i think it's more of a human emotion and i think a lot of people have neglected to admit that even within their relationships they still feel insecure Mm -hmm. and i think people are not being human when they're bashing her because it's like you go through this you just are not verbalizing it you think it and you don't you don't verbalize it but it's not that you don't understand i feel like people are just completely missing what she was trying to say yeah exactly missing the point and i think she had a vulnerable moment where she was just trying to express some feelings you know Mm -hmm. and what i noticed as well is that jada said me too like i have experienced this which is weird as fuck because jada's been fine for a long time and, and that's exactly the point i think she's trying to make like sure the outside world because even aisha curry i was like girl you went viral for being wifey type like niggas was on your shit and (laughs) (laughs) like i think she saw all of that so i yeah that's why i didn't take it that way because obviously she does get male attention i think for her she was just expressing like an insecurity that she's had and she did just have like another kid. They have three kids. They all look the same. Yeah, they all literally that are curry copies. Gene is crazy. That curry. <laughs> I mean, gene is first crazy. of all, they Aisha and Steph look alike. So it's yo. Like, I didn't want to be the one to say <laughs> it. No, they it do. It was kind of weird. Like when I saw them, I was like, oh. Yeah, you oh. could tell they got together because they're like, yeah, you're cute because you look like me. Like we got the That's same so features nasty, and we like, look together. Game of Thrones. We look, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, but I think I get why people would question it but i think it's unfortunately just become another one of those topics that 
relationship Twitter has taken and ran with and yeah, like used to exploit their stupid ass opinions. Like yeah. no one asked y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I think like at the end of the day. When I first heard it, you know, like I said, it was kind of weird, but it, I've been thinking about different things and maybe you can help me answer some of these questions. Mm-hmm. One was like, first of all, it just kind of taught me that she's clearly on social and she's very active and she is affected by what people say. Mm-hmm. Very similar to Wale. I think Wale is someone who used to be very or is very um, active on social, but is also a very sensitive and impressionable person. Not impressionable as in like the things that he does, but he takes puts a lot of value in tweets and social commentary. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what she does. Because, you know, at a certain sense, I think that fulfillment that she's sounds like she's at talking about i mean of course it comes from having <clears throat> of course jesus of course it comes from having a husband who is always gone or always on the road you don't want to always be with your husband you want to have your own life your own career i get it um but also that fulfillment of feeling attracted or wanted by other people i think should come with from within like you love yourself you know you're the shit you know you <laughs> look good so no one can validate that for you you validate it yourself so i thought maybe that's what she's working on too and then again, I kind of thought, you know, well, probably if she's feeling that way, it's probably because of social media. Like everybody, you know, I'm pretty sure she has a bunch of other basketball wives. And we also know that like the athlete or the rapper or the person who's always on the road and has a wife who isn't always on the road with them is like the cheater or the one that's always wanted because of the spotlight they have. But we also know that like Seth Curry, one of the most fucking loyal NBA husbands I probably know my fucking I don't know but like I've ever seen in my life like yeah that like that nigga is just like but even I heard that uh, I think she said that um he's so like focused on his marriage and relationship that when girls hit on him he's like oblivious to it he's like oh she's hitting on me like yeah what and yeah. I get that because that can be annoying but I mean when you're that confident in your love and your relationship nothing bothers you now it could be dangerous but just like that's a good thing yeah so i kind of thought you know that's just something she's kind of battling with and that's kind of how i took it because then i also thought it was weird because if you just take it out of the context of what she says it sounds like she is saying you know i want to feel wanted by other men and that is like a weird thing to like for a lot of people to understand Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's like I don't know, it was, it was just a really weird statement, but it made sense when you actually sat there and thought about it. And I really hate that we live in this culture where we just fucking like make her into a meme and all that shit. Yeah. And like don't really take consideration to what she's saying. Cause it's or a real why she was saying shit. it. Cause I think it's the why for me was more important than the what. Yeah. And that's why I was able to kind of brush it off. And also, I don't know. I, as a woman, that it's killing me seeing women like comment on it negatively because I'm just like, don't even act like you have not had a moment of insecurity where you literally question. And like you said, it's social media. So you compare yourself daily. You compare yourself to everything work-wise, looks-wise, whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's Aisha Curry. So she, in her own sense, is a celebrity. And then she's comparing herself to other celebrities as opposed to just normal humans. Yeah. And... I'm sure a lot of the celebrity women, like, 
think of like Beyonce or Serena, like they have their own spotlight. So they have Mm -hmm. their own groupies. Whereas for her, she might have like housewife syndrome. You know, you don't really leave the coop often. So you don't feel like the kids. Yeah. You don't feel like people look at you in a certain way. And um, yeah, for me, I don't know. I just empathize because I think it's easy to, if you've had a moment of insecurity, but I guess I understand why people misconstrued what she said. It's easy to dismiss. Yeah. I also think in a sense, granted, in in that point in time, that's how she felt about verbalizing those emotions, but it probably could have been verbalized a different way to where we would have been like, oh, I get it. Mm -hmm. But you can't fault her for that because you don't, I mean, sometimes you just want to say what you want to say. You don't know how to say it because you're too busy feeling it. And you have to realize like that is something that probably helped her understand that that's an insecurity she had. Mm -hmm. Oh, like I noticed that I get salty when... You know, I don't get the same male attention that Steph is getting with women and not that I want that, but I notice that there is a difference in the influx. Yeah. And yeah, so that's probably why she did verbalize it that way, because that's what made her come to the realization like, oh, this is an insecurity for me. I don't feel a certain way anymore. And it's because of all the attention I see he gets compared to the little attention I get. Not that, of course, she wanted it. She should be friends with like somebody like LeBron's wife. Yeah. Because... LeBron's wife is somebody who we never hear from, but like is always side by side with her husband, always like, and, and not side by side, like on the fuck court, but like she's always supporting him and everything he does. And like LeBron is an international name. Curry as well is an international name. Like they're probably on the same levels of like notoriety and people just knowing who they are, yeah. but household names. So maybe she, you know, young, um and, and and having kids now and getting used to this new lifestyle because he hasn't always been a fucking champ. He never has. He hasn't always been a champion. He hasn't yeah. always been a household name. He used to just be that nigga who rode his ankle every year. Mm-hmm. That's who he was. So mm-hmm. like now maybe this is her adjusting to that and 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 realizing these things. And now there, there's holes that she's finding within herself, and she's just like, oh, there's a hole there. Like damn. Like oh, there's a hole here too. Like damn. So like now that I've kind of sat on her comments, like it definitely makes more sense, and it's more than the context of what she was saying. Like, it totally makes sense. So anybody who's like, oh, "He's just very fun," she can get it. Like, why is she tripping or like making these fucking memes? Right. It's like, I get it. The internet will be the internet, and I think for Aisha Curry, I think she should just stay off the internet. Like, yeah. For a good minute, especially, especially right now. Especially now, <laughs> yes, it's fucking hot. Yeah. It is very hot, and yeah. so like, yeah. So, but yeah, um, let's get. Do you want me to some more music? I'm with it. Let's do it. So I'm getting to some more music here. We are going to play Zayland or Zayland, however you want to say it. Land, land, tomato, tomato. Um, tracks. Uh, we all, I'm fucking up. This is Zayland, and this is a track called Lies. And a track after that is going to be a track called Paul Mason or Paul. No, it's not Paul Mason. It's like Paul Mason. Oh, I finally botched the name. See, <laughs> see, too like not humble enough. Not humble enough. But um, this is Dalen. Let's get into this music. Super fire artist. I love SoundCloud. He's the reason why. So let's get into it. Thinking of myself in a new way. Thinking about myself in my old ways. Will I ever change from the old days? Really, I just want to be the real Zay. Time and time again, lies I'm mixing sin. I solve them with the pen. Stop the lies I know I tell myself again. But insecureness wins. Mama told me when I was just a little kid. To stop that shit like then, didn't listen, I just wanted to fit in And now I'm hard to bend, maybe this year I can make a new way Don't need a revolution, I need new lanes Never in the drinks, I like to feel things But I blame the world for all my feelings 
things Mama told me, boy, you better get straight You're only 20, baby, you can make a change Stop blaming other people cause you ran away You're the shepherd of your life, it's time to take the reins Pray to God, can I be myself again? All I ever wanted was your love and bliss Need to let go of the hurt I give Need to grow past all my life lessons I just wanna be myself 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 I just wanna be myself. I just wanna be Shots up on my shine, cause I ain't smiled in a while Now, now I'm fucking on the town Call me Moses, I get rebounds All my niggas got me now All my shoes, but I still get down Fucking on ass around No one noticed what I like now Pussy like my morning fold Just waking me up with some head and she go Just gotta fuck my eyes, swear that I fold Her heart don't feel love, I don't have no emotions Wait, I'm just trying to do too much Put my niggas in a cut Everything I do, I rush Everyone I fuck, I rush I'm so fresh, I can't get out the shower Drinking all my son, but you'll be after Hold up, little baby, what's the hour? I don't got no time for you to act up All I need is that bitch by my son All I need is that bitch by my son All I need is that bitch by my son All I need is that bitch by my son I ain't got time for these little hoes I ain't got time for these little hoes. I need a back in you as a more. I need my fries for I eat the course. I need a black tote bag with a pass on tracks. And I always wear a hat like, ooh, ooh, say I move too fast. And my dudes say facts, but I ask too fast. So who you? I'm on time for you, for you, for you, for you, for you. I'm on time for you, for you, for you, for you. But you never had time for me, bitch. I'm so sorry that last part not me, bitch. Wait, I'm sorry that last part was me. Can you blame me? Cause you really fucked me over, shit. I really think I loved you. Gave you chances with interludes. You was mine and I was your boo. But I guess that's not enough no more. I'm just fucking, I don't think I can feel love no more. I'ma text my side and tell her to come through for sure. Cause I'm so fresh, I can't get out the shower. Drinking all my time, but you'll be after. Hold up, little baby, what's the hour? I don't got no time for you to act up. All I need is that bitch by my son. 
All I need is that beach by my son. All I need is that beach by my son. All I need is that beach by my son. Zayland is fire. I know that was like a super weird like comeback from the song, but he's super dope. That was Lies, and the track you heard just recently was Paul Masson. I think I'm still saying it wrong, but whatever. <laughs> um, Zaylan, Z-A-Y-L-A-N-D, super dope. Um, before we get ready to wrap things up for episode 37, you know how this goes. You've been here before. Outro of the player, the player music. What am I talking about? I'm like losing. It. I need to sleep. <laughs> this is the prayer list. Um, and you can go first, or I can go first. Which one do you prefer? You go first. All right, bet. You do the honors. So um, on my prayer list, it's a little hefty today. Um, I'm going to put, of course, um, I'm putting Jack and his family on my prayer list. Everyone affected by um, his sudden loss. Um, just Like I said, I was keeping them in my prayers and in their family. I can't imagine uh, losing a close friend like that. I can't imagine losing a son like that. I can't imagine any of that shit. So... Our prayers are just with everybody who was, you know, close to him and really affected. Um, may his light carry on within you. Um, also, I want to keep uh, this is a topic I didn't talk about it because I, I really it was just too heavy for me to talk about. But um, child, four year old daughter of uh, Brittany Bowens, her name is. I have my glasses on. Malia, Malia Brown David. Or, wait, what? I think it's Malia Davis. Davis. Okay. Well, I, I know think. the first name is Malia. Yeah. The first name is Malia. Same. <laughs> yes. Um, But she has been missing for, I think we're going on a week. Um, So keeping her on my prayer list still, still keeping her family on my prayer list. I hate to see children disappear, especially little black children. Um, I had read that she had just had like brain surgery. So, I mean, that's, and you know, like I said, it's just really rough to, when you, when somebody goes missing, you know they say after every you know twenty four hour cycle, it becomes the chances less of finding them likely. are less and less likely. Yeah. So, um, but I'm I'm keeping them on my prayer list regardless because you know anything can happen. So they're on my prayer list. Um, Joe Budden and Sin Santana are on my prayer list. I know it may sound cliche or fucking corny, whatever you want to call it, but Joe Budden means a lot to me. Um, I don't like idol him, but cool nigga and his um family is really cool and i've seen him be close and he's a real fucking human being um and there's a child involved yes a young child who has no idea what's going on right. um so you know with their separation i just want to put joe budden on my prayer list um as always because he you know he he's done he's done things for me um that he didn't have to just content wise he probably didn't even know he was having that effect on his fans like this so you know he's now in a time of need so I want to make sure I send him the prayers and, 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 and um, just, you know, send him the prayers and energy he needs to make it through this time and to support his children and just to have the best outcome out of the situation that is at hand. Um, and last but not least, of course, my friends and family. Uh, always, you know, my friends, all my friends, close friends, especially Hex, keeping Thanks. you on the prayer list because you've been, you've, been you've been doing dope shit every time I come across your name on social, <laughs> aside from Twitter, like on Instagram, whatever. It's like an accolade. Something good's happening. Something cool's happening. Yeah, thank And you. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think, you know, that comes with your growth. I think that comes with your maturity. I think that comes with just, you know, your approach on life and, and your newfound confidence in things that you get every single day. Definitely. So thank that's super you. cool. And I know that you're going to keep on getting big. And we talked about something earlier. 
which yeah. could be even another bigger ass <laughs> opportunity. But like I said, you're always in my prayers all the time. Um, and yeah, that's that's my prayer list. So Facts. sorry, mine was so hefty. That's why I was like, you want me no, to go first? No, Are you sure? Yeah, you got it. Um, I would definitely start with David Garner, brother of Jack Gardner. I don't, I didn't really um, know Jack, but David, we went to middle school together, and I still follow you on Facebook and stuff. And that's actually how I had found out. So definitely, my condolences to you and your family. And um, at this point, I'm still heard about Nipsey, so I'm still keeping his entire entity in my prayer list. You know, Lauren London, Imani, Cross, yeah. everybody, Sam, Black Sam, all of them affected. So um, they're on my prayer list, friends and family always as well, and in the fucking world, man, because Shit. Colorado schools, you know, like everywhere just needs prayer at this point. Because the world is crazy as hell. Yeah, it's a crazy time. Yes. And and, and, and all I can say is because it's easy to feel hopeless. I've had the hiccups all episode. It's easy to feel hopeless. It's easy to feel down. It's, it's now more than ever, sometimes it feels like it's easier to fall into that depressive state and mm-hmm. just continue to like give in to those, you know, those words that aren't of good spirit that, you know, you're not this, you're not that. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. But um, really, all you can do at this moment is continue to do what makes you happy continue to at least try to make others happy or help others be happy yes and just spread love around because i mean there is when people don't spread love you see what the fuck happens yeah people die people hate on each other people take their own lives like shit happens when there's not enough love to spread around because there's always gonna be enough fucking negative energy to pass on for the minute to minute hour to hour so the more love you spread, I mean, the more impact you have on, you know, the, the people around you. Um, and before we get out of here, I want to thank you for joining the show. But I want to say something that I, I heard, I talked about yesterday with a couple of the homies. Shout out Zay, shout out uh, Javon from False Ego, who will be on the show eventually. Um, we're having this conversation just about what's wrong with our people or how do we save our people and all these like conversations and how you feel hopeless about like the bigger picture. And um, one thing I um, was thinking was that you have to take care of Ryan Fest said that this thing that he went to Af- went to Africa and had this conversation with this man who's from a tribe and he was saying you're like a lost cause trying to save your people you need to find mm-hmm. your tribe you know you can't save everybody that's not a realistic thing right. you know you can only save the people like your tribe the people you can save and I think that's why I enjoy doing the podcast so much because like, I think I have created like a community of creatives and, and, and friends, yeah. um, people who I could consider like a tribe. And all I can do is try to give them that content or not content, but that inspiration, that motivation, that love yep. that like you're not alone. Yep. You're not struggling by yourself. People are going through stuff. You know, these things are happening, but not all hope is lost. There is tomorrow. So cherish that. Yep. So. Um, you know, I, you can't change the world in one day. You can't change the entire world, uh, at all, but you can have an impact on, you know, society, your community, your family, your friends, and that's, what's important. So just make sure you keep that in mind and just love those around you and, um, just fucking spread love. That's like the biggest thing. Facts. Like spreading love every day. So is there anything you want to say before we get out of here? Um, I just want to do one more prayer up to oh, everybody shoot, did in I cut Colorado. Your prayer list off? No, no, no. I okay, actually cool. thought of it while you were talking <laughs> about spreading love because um lately in Colorado there's been a lot of like deaths close to home mm-hmm. and 
Um, I don't know either of the people who have passed recently in our community, Lexi or Milan, but I know a lot of people, my friends who are friends or were friends with them Mm -hmm. or their family. And I just want to offer my condolences and prayers to everybody affected by those passings as well. Yeah. And, you know, pray for our city, man. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Like I said, I mean, and one thing I've learned about um, these losses, I mean, I was listening to a school Q interview earlier. You know, I saw him tear up about Mac. Mm-hmm. So I'm damn near tear about Nipsey. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you were you were really messed up by Nipsey. And I, you know, I was super torn by Nipsey. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm at a place. I'll never be okay with it. Start there. But I'm at a place to where like I've learned to take the light he gave me and to carry that on in my future. That's in, the my best life. thing like, we can do. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I always think whenever you. If, if you're going through a loss of somebody or a family member of anybody or you're just going through some shit, just remember, like, you know, that person that gives you that light, whether it be you or somebody that does that to you, um, the goal is not just to have that light and keep it and hold it yourself for when you need it for your own, you know, light. It's to give it to others, just to help others see when they can't see. It's to spread the light. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about. Um, I think today, like, the homie Surge, shout out to Surge, he has this like a uh, platform called screenplay. Mm-hmm. Been working on this logo for a long time. I was going through a lot of shit and finally got to it. And, you know, finally got it to him today. And I told him, I was like, bro, like, you know, he was like, I appreciate you so much fam. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bro, like it's all about the love. Like yeah. all I do this for is just like, I don't want the money. Like this is all for the love. I want to see you take this and then go with your dreams. That's what's going to make me happy. That's the full yep. payment. And I was like, that's I was like, that's the hustle way. Yeah. And so, it's, you know what I'm saying? And, and so I, I said, it's keeping that in mind and just taking that light. Same thing with Mac. Mac had a light that he gave to people. And Nipsey had a light he gave to people. So be that light to somebody else and yourself. So without further ado, that's episode 37. Thank you again, Hex. I don't of know if we course. can make this hand. <laughs> we got it, like, kind of. Exactly, kind of, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. So on that note, we out. Spread love. And thank you again for joining the show. We will see y'all next time on episode 38. We out.